0: and we're live what? what's going on everyone
1: have we told people we're going live yet do people know Thanks. we're live
0: i uh put a post out that we're going live at noon okay i'm
1: gonna put
2: something out and up. i think
0: my mic just went
2: that no, sounds okay uh, you're good. Mm-hmm. okay Somebody's watching so they know well, only one person is
0: it's uh it's all orange so that usually doesn't mean good things but okay
2: oh. yeah it sounds okay we are live um so much happening so much
1: really is there
2: yep and some stuff we might have to save till later to talk about because yeah. there's so much to talk about
1: so well where do we start? For, first let's start with workouts did everyone work out today
2: scott yes because there's a uh, workout for Natalie, who is my okay. daughter, and it's her birthday. She's 17 today. Awesome. This is her workout, I'll tell you real quick. Seven rounds of seven wall awesome. balls, five handstand push ups, and seven hang power clamps. Ooh, I like that. It's, it's, uh, it's spicy and uh, sneaky, just like her. So,
1: yeah, I love it. My mom's birthday was yesterday. Cool. So, got some cancer birthdays. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. I have um, it looks like I engage in some kinky stuff because I've got these like hickey marks on my wrists. Oh, hold Okay. How do I do this? Kettlebell? No, it's from my grips. So I had grips on this morning, but I also wear all these elastic bands on my wrists. And so the grips grabbed onto the elastic bands. And now it looks like I'm either hurting myself or somebody like tied rope around my wrists. <laughs> hey, what are oh. got to do? Anyway, oh, hi. Why why am I here? Thanks. Okay. There we go. I accidentally <laughs> did that. Sorry. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. We did uh, what did we do today? We did some gymnastics um primers to start with and then we did a t- t- classic 21159 power cleans box jumps. And then a 30 pull-up cash out just for fun. I like that. it was, it was, let's see how our high school gymnastics feels after we're really, really yeah. tired. Yeah, <laughs> So that was fun. It was good. And I got to jump in with, uh, with a couple people. So that's always good.
2: Well, Charlie didn't show up this morning, but I was told he would do the, her Natalie's workout today or tomorrow.
1: That is correct. Cool. Yeah. And Scott, are you on board for I uh, guess now is when you'd be there. Hi huh? guess. Yeah. is yeah. your rest day.
0: Uh, well, they, sh- the gym doesn't have a noon class on Thursdays. Okay. So for the summer, they got rid of the two classes that I could go to the 7am mm. and the noon.
2: I, I think okay. I but, remember you have some equipment in your garage. You could use.
0: Well, I just mm. make Thursday my rest day because I can't go.
1: Hmm. It's weird. Why would they do it in my summer?
0: Recovery Ooh. is important. Ooh. Recovery Ooh. is important.
1: Murph thinks so too. Even,
0: even Murph doesn't like it.
1: <laughs> All right. So, what do we want to talk about first? There's two. There's two big stories that I can think of, or two big pieces of information. One is Nicholas um, Joyal, who was supposed to be our guest right now on our podcast. Um, <laughs> he, and
0: that he was.
1: And Savon stole him from us. So. That happened already this morning. If anybody watched it, and there's lots of nuggets to talk about. And then, of course, the uh, underdogs, Daniel Brandon, everybody jumping to conclusions there as well. So, what do you think? Um, let's talk about the Nicholas thing just because it's fresh on my mind. Um, did anyone else get to see it? Charlie, you said you saw a little bit of it? Yes. Okay. So, I saw the whole thing. And, um, what was really cool was that I got to, um, I actually asked some questions that actually got asked. So that was neat. I mean, you know, my comments didn't go on the board or anything, but, but seven got to them eventually, which was cool. Um, so he was notified two days ago from CrossFit that he popped, he popped for GW501516 and Osterin. And so he knew he was taking the GW501516. He did not say anything about the Osteran except that it sounds like he's going with my GW501516 must have been contaminated with Osteran. So, (laughs) ah, super frustrating. So my PED
0: is contaminated with a PED.
2: Yes. How is it that none of us are able to get these contaminated supplements? I mean, they're just so rampant for everybody else. Why aren't we that lucky?
0: Oh, we can.
1: I mean, it's very unfortunate. And, and, and someone asked a question afterwards too. Like, why wouldn't he have just come clean with everything? And why did, was it just this one thing and not everything? And (laughs) Andrew Hiller made a, made an analogy of like, well, if you're cheating on your wife with four people, does she really need to know about the other three? Or do you just, you know, yes, I'm cheating with one and. And be done with it. So I, I don't know. I We didn't get a chance to ask him that. He's probably not going to address it. But it reminds me of um, the Stephen Wallace um, comment too, where he said that he popped for osterin and had never heard of it. And I just, you know, I think anyone in this sport obviously has heard about it um, and knows what it is. So I don't know. But what was guess- his excuse for using it? So Nicholas was talking a little bit about the fact that he wanted an edge, and he was feeling a little down on his fitness. Um, he wasn't happy with how he placed in the Open in like the first two weeks, and he felt like his engine was really lacking. Um, he felt like he was out of shape. Um, he felt "quote unquote" like fat, and you know, not sort of of the of the body that he wanted. And he had done some research or known a little bit about. You know, this wonder drug in in the past and decided to buy it and take it.
2: So he just wasn't good enough, so he used something to get better, so he still wouldn't have been good enough unless he had that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, too- you know, he didn't say that he he noticed that much difference in taking it. Um, but you know, how can you I don't you know how do you how do you speak to that well, at this point? like it's too late <laughs>
0: how how do you say? I wasn't good enough, so I took it. And then you just so happened to be good enough right. to make the games. Right. So there has to be an effect. Yeah. The other thing is, he did say that he is 28, and he has been at this for like 10 years, and just missing the games over and over and over again. And in his statement, because I did not see the Sevon thing, he talked about how that mentally got to him over 10 years of just missing. And that's Mm -hmm. why he took the gamble.
1: Yeah. And he took it on purpose for two weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. because he, you know, investigated half-life and all that kind of stuff and, you know, didn't want to get caught. He, he talked about the fact that he didn't really think about it when he was on the podium. He didn't really think about it when he was being drug tested. Um, but it came to light in a couple different ways. So he saw Hiller's video on shoe fly, mm-hmm. and he said he wanted to throw up because he heard about some of the side effects of what he had taken and he heard, you know, that they popped for it um, and that he was, you know, really nervous about also popping for it. And then, you know, he got the email and immediately knew, mm-hmm. you know, what was what was going on. And he's not appealing. And in 72 hours from Tuesday night, um, CrossFit will make an announcement and hopefully backfill with Austin Spencer for the CrossFit games.
0: And just for transparency, Mm -hmm. we did have Nicholas Joyelle scheduled for this time frame. I did ask him if he wanted to come on. He told me that he was doing Savon and then he was going dark Mm -hmm. from every social media thing after that.
2: I could, yeah, and I mean, just, I can expect that. I mean, uh, yeah,
1: and and by the sounds of it, it seemed as though um, his talk with um, with Sevan was scheduled already as well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because Sevan typically does ten a.m. Uh, podcasts, and I think the story was that he reached out to them, like Matt Souza, and said, "Hey, I just popped. Do you still want me on?" And they were like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, even better." But um, yeah, so. I don't know if he was going to do their show and then our show back to back like that. Maybe, you know, today's a rest day. It was his day to do, sort of do his press yeah. his press uh, run for the games, which is fine. Um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and you're right, Yash. He, he, was, he was doing the math sort of, of like, okay, Jalen popped for it. This is when he stopped taking it, uh, you know, because Jalen told us when he stopped taking it. And this is when he competed. And he was kind of like doing the math and thinking like, oh, I could be screwed here. Um, and it's and it's because, you know, it hasn't been tested enough to really know what the – how long it stays in your system for. And clearly, um, a lot of athletes are miscalculating that and getting caught. A lot of well, in the
0: research take... I did on the this... – oh, go ahead, Charlie. I was just saying a lot of athletes seem to be taking it, so. Something. Yeah,
1: because like on paper, it looks like the, you know, the the miracle pill for CrossFitters, right? You know, lose a little body fat. You can convert some – some dietary fat into whatever, into energy and you know, your engine, your engine becomes much better. I mean, that's that's what a lot of people struggle with in CrossFit. Anyway, you can be really strong you can be really good at the movements, but you got to be good at doing them for long periods of time and not bonking out. So
0: what people are missing is they're, they're looking at the half-life and because the research was stopped and on the contaminated or the cancer forming on the the rats, Mm -hmm. They, they did not study it long enough to get the true half-life so everything is an estimate yep. so everybody's going by these estimates online and they're probably not right
2: wait yep. so, so the information they're getting online is not always correct <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: uh, fascinating that that yeah. is
0: correct
2: wow.
1: yeah and it's I mean when you think about it it's a huge gamble you know the risks I mean, and he even said this, he said that he knew the risks and they did not outweigh what he perceived to be the reward. Mm. And so, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta, yeah, you gotta be in an interesting headspace to be okay with risking cancer for getting to the CrossFit Games. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I'm oversimplifying, obviously, but mm-hmm. that's just kind of how that goes. So, uh,
0: well, that is not true, Andrew. It's only what you hear on our show. It's 100
2: true um exactly one interesting thing um well are you guys done with that
1: anything else you yeah want to
2: say about that? um did you guys read the usa today article that came out yesterday talking about the crossfit games and crossfit
1: no yeah tell us, tell uh, us more.
2: today um so there was it was just talking about like there's 400,000 people around the world that compete in crossfit and um, there's you know 12,000 or some odd affiliates. And then it goes and in, they interview Matt Fraser and they just talk about like, what is the CrossFit games and um, more of that aspect. I mean, a little bit about just kind of CrossFit in general and then more about what are the games, which I just mm-hmm. was because I think it's great for our sport because on which I was going to go to later. But the documentary that just came out, I thought this is really only for. CrossFit athlete, CrossFit fans, like if you've never Mm. watched the sport, you wouldn't know. Like, what the heck are they doing? As far as like, why are you cutting people? And what are what are the points? How do you win this? Like, there was no background information with it. So I liked how um, just the article was was giving a little bit of background about what the games is, what it's a test of. um, That's good.
1: Interesting. They talked to Matt. This is like a current article, right? It wasn't like they reached yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, Matt. So Will thinks that if the top dogs were taking this stuff, they would be popping you around. I mean, I guess, I guess so. Or there's something else out there that's not being detected or they're just really better at cycling Cycling. off Mm -hmm. or they're not doing it. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be in the camp of like, everyone's doing it, but God, it just sucks every time somebody, somebody pops for it.
2: I feel in my heart, Pat Vellner would never. I just feel that in my heart. And I know there's a lot of others. I just, that's the top one I can think of in my head that says, I don't think he would ever do
0: it. Yeah. And I think there's certain people who are just not like when we were talking to Spencer and he's like, I don't take anything. Anybody hands me. Right. Take anything. That's like,
1: right. He's not like eating at someone else's it. house. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you
0: know, it's Like I don't Nope.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah. People that, people that sort of understand the sacrifice for it all. You can't, you can't be too careful.
0: I waver so much because being a sports fan my whole life, I've been disappointed by so many people (laughs) that I thought it was no way could they
2: Lance Armstrong they (laughs) like
0: yeah like he was a hero they made and he's done so much for so many people how could he be the one right well same thing you know
2: yeah
0: that's just it just it. And, and I'm not making a statement that I think CrossFitters are on or off. I've right. just been disappointed too many times to let myself get that far down the road in belief mm-hmm. one way or another.
1: Yeah. And and it's interesting. I mean, the email went out on Monday night to um, Nicholas. Presumably, if other people, you know, tested positive during that semifinal, that they also got notified and they have 72 hours to determine whether they're going to appeal or not. And, you know, 99.9% of the athletes appeal that, you know, they pay the $200. They get their B sample tested. And so it's another week or two before we, A, find out about it or, B, you know, somebody talks about it. And then it's that two weeks less time for someone else to maybe prepare and go to the games. Okay, question.
2: Go back for a second. B sample. Yeah. Let's talk about what a B sample is. Give me, let's okay. this. What is the B sample?
1: so so samples are taken at the time of the drug test okay right you pee in a cup Yep. you pee in a cup and i i assume somebody takes that pee and puts a sample b sample okay package it up your name's on it it's your stuff okay a sample everybody's a sample gets tested okay okay and then in case of who knows you know i, I guess it's a backup for if there's you know a mismatching of labels or things like sure. that so say say i pop for um you know, testosterone in my sample, I say, I didn't take testosterone. I don't know what you're talking about. Test my B sample. Like it's gotta be wrong. And so it's more of like a, you know, you guys messed up. That's not really what was in my urine. Test the B sample. I mean, and then, you know, if the mistake happened, it probably happened with both samples and, you know, you're not getting away with anything. I think for a lot of people, it's just a way to stall for another couple of weeks to figure out what they're going to do. And if you have $200, you know, it's worth taking it if you think you maybe can get away with it i don't know and i don't know what happens if a b sample comes up negative like then what you get it do you like go take a c sample like i you know i don't know what happens after that because i don't think it happens very often yeah so
0: so charlie may remember this the reason there are b samples is back in the day there was a baseball player that accused like the ups guy or the fedex guy of contaminating his, his sample from the testing site to the lab.
1: Wow.
0: And so now they do an A and a B because that guy said it couldn't have been me. It had to be the UPS driver mm-hmm. was. Is... So that's why that's actually why it started.
2: Hmm.
0: And he was oh, a, yeah. an MVP baseball player who everybody thought was a good guy one of those that you think that yeah. you can believe in and then you couldn't.
2: I need to ask Anderson a quick question. Andrew, will you be judging the CrossFit Crave competition next weekend? Answer that when you get a chance. need to know. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the Danielle Brandon. <sighs> Danielle yeah, so.
0: Brandon and underdogs have mutually parted ways four weeks out of the, from the games, go.
1: Yeah. So she was, she was on again, Savon podcast on Monday. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Savon was asking her some questions about training. She had just gotten back from a a weekend in Vermont training with Dallin pepper and Mal and Matt and Justin, her coach was with her that weekend. Um, So absolutely, you know, everybody's on board and doing their thing. And then um, uh, Savan was asking her like, hey, I, you know, I was talking to Justin, he was like singing your praises about how amazing it was. And <clears throat> this is great. Um, he loves you so much. And you can see her sort of like looking around at somebody in the background and, and like not making an expression. And I knew right then and there, I was like, oh no, something's, something's happened. Um, and he said, wait, are you still at underdogs? And she just kind of like paused She said, yes, but it's complicated. And then like Jason Hopper, who was with her that weekend at, you know, Vermont, like did one of these into the camera and was like, almost like, gosh, I know what's going on. I can't believe you just said that kind of a thing. It was really, it was really weird. And then Jason kind of put words in her mouth and he said something about boundaries Uh and then, and then she sort of agreed with it, but that wasn't, that wasn't her thought. That wasn't what she was trying to say about what was going on. She just said. Andrew just made a comment about judging or about boundaries and she sort of didn't disagree with them. And then, you know, Savan tried to make it more like, well, is that why Bethany Shadburn left? You know, is it the same reason? And she's like, no, Bethany is like with her fiance and in L.A. and whatever. Well,
2: she indicated that there may be a story from Bethany.
1: Well, she did. Yeah, she she did at first. And then she kind of was just like, well, no, like that was always a thing. Um, which is which i'm glad she did because people are jumping to freaking conclusions like crazy like everyone's like oh she's moving to hard work pays off of course like one weekend with matt why wouldn't she or matt's poached her and all this Mm -hmm. like couldn't be farther from the truth um you know and full disclosure like we have personal relationships with these people right like Mm -hmm. justin's a friend ashley's a friend i know danielle like online like she's Mm -hmm. an online friend you know we talk occasionally and so, you know, we're put in a tough position um, when we, when, you know, when we hear things and know things that are going on behind the scenes that, you know, we're not going to talk about because it's just not professional to to like air people's dirty laundry. But I can tell you that, you know, 99.9% of the accusations that are out there, like Justin's a creep and, you know, it was something sexual. Like there's all this crazy shit that people are talking about. Like, couldn't be further from the truth. And it, you know, if people did know the truth, it would be so less dramatic and like not even people like oh, whatever, okay. Like so people need to just get over it and, you know, respect everybody's privacy and just move on. Um you know, Yeah, it, I um it's it, it people I, are making a way say, bigger deal about it than it is, I think.
0: So, one thing that that we do know is we actually have an interview with Bethany Shadburn that we have not released. Yeah. where she talks about why, why she's moving to California,
2: mm-hmm.
0: why that's all happening right. and that she may stay with underdogs as a remote athlete. Yeah. And yeah. she says that in our interview. So just take that off the table right. um, because Bethany is not a part of this. She has to make life decisions because she is getting married
1: in 52 and, days. Yes. Right. 51 days now, probably. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> you know, Very soon.
0: and so so she has to. She's doing that, and she's moving to be with her husband, once that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but she even says in that interview, she'll most likely stay with Underdogs because she has done better with them than she's done any time else in her career.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and so Andrew's commenting here about you know he was wondering how Kotler was going to juggle coaching Danielle and Alex at the games. That wouldn't have been a problem. And remember, he's coaching Ricky too. I and mean, we saw them. We saw him. And his team, because there's a team of coaches that they have in place at underdogs that's not just Justin, we saw them juggle Carrie, Bethany, DeLugos, and um, uh, Danielle at West Coast. And, it, you know, it was not a problem at all. Like there were more coaches passes to go around than, than you would think. So I don't think that. And to answer Will's question, like they should have come out with what happened if they're going to release a statement. Again, because you don't know – what happened you're just going to have to trust the fact that both parties are being respectful of the other party they're
2: being professional they are yes
1: right and if the you know if if what actually happened came out it would be disparaging to one or the other and it's not important enough to like ruin reputations of for, for the fans, for us fans. Like they don't des- they don't we don't deserve any kind of explanation if it's not gonna change, you know, how we view the sport or the people and things like that. So I just think
2: I think it's fair I think to just people say, are just nosy. It wasn't the right fit anymore. And right. it's time to move on. It's bad timing, but it wasn't the right
1: fit. Time to move on. Right. Yeah.
0: So I think, and I just, like I the think big that was question, the most
1: respectful way to handle it. Honestly. The big
0: question to move forward is how does this impact Danielle going forward? You lose your coach four weeks before the games. You still have to compete. You're going probably somewhere else to get at least a coach that you respect for the games. And that may just be a temp thing to get you through the next four weeks. Mm -hmm. How does that, everything I'm seeing is that she will take whatever happened and make it gas and, and, Use it as energy to go forward. But I don't think Daniel's problem has ever been having gas. I think her problem is controlling the gas. But why does she? She doesn't necessarily need a coach. I mean, Matt never had a coach.
1: Right. He just had some people. She's fit. Just go do what you do. She's good. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, she's going to be fine. Underdogs is going to be fine. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a sad breakup, I think on, on both ends, but I don't, you know, it's not, they'll be fine.
2: And, Ah. and underdogs
1: is going to continue to be successful. And I think Danielle will continue to be successful.
2: Chris might be a good fit for her as a temp coach. Chris. who? Oh, hi Brent.
1: And as far as her posting memes, Yash, like She's got a good sense of humor. She's trying to make light of the situation. Um, I think there's, you know, there's there's hurt feelings probably on both sides and it's just her way of, of dealing with it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it does open the door for speculation, but what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, neither one is gonna come out and, and, and say exactly what happened and I don't blame them for that. Oh, aerobic capacity Chris Henshaw. Oh.
2: Yeah, Chris Henshaw, got it. I almost said Hemsworth. <laughs>
1: Uh, not the I don't know ones. him too. <laughs> Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris is a very specific coach. I mean, he really is just about yeah. the capacity. I don't know that he's looking to take on, you know, a games athlete and to be and he does a lot a with caretaker. Name, so yeah, yeah. I mean, word on the street is she's going to Florida. She's <laughs> you know she's going to be with the brute folks. I think it's a you know I think it's a good fit for her. I think yeah, dumpster fire for sure, Brent. Um, you know, you just you just gotta hope that she can move forward and continue to, you know, work on the things that she needed to work on and, you know, be, be awesome. Cause I think she has huge potential and, and no matter what happened, I know that, you know, Justin and the underdogs team also know and, you know, want what's best for her. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So So, they're good people all around. So,
2: we only have a few more minutes before Kat has to go coach. So uh, let's talk about the documentary. First of all, have oh, you guys yeah. seen it? I have notes.
1: Yes. I'm about
0: halfway through.
1: Okay. So we agree that we are, we have fallen in love again with Brent Pikowski. Oh
2: my God. I mean, I haven't fallen yeah. out of love with him. Yeah. He I, I, a,
0: he's a friend of the show. I've always liked Brent. Um, so new there's nothing before. that. Yeah.
2: Hey, he's too tall i can
1: go either way okay i like it because he's too tall i mean we did you guys get to the part where he
2: like tears up yep yep okay okay Yep. i have not okay Okay. but my favorite part which also made me even more of a pat valner fan just because i love i love his taunting to justin medeiros about he was like i'm gonna need you to do a little bit worse because Did you know I have a baby now? Right. <laughs> You're taking lunch money from my kid and he said, "Do you want me to show you a picture of him before the next workout?" <laughs> it just I love that kind of trash talking. It was funny. That, that
1: was funny. So, yeah. I have um my my one big comment, my overarching comment was that it seemed as though every the Adrian Bosman stuff was clearly added after the fact. Right? Like mm-hmm. it was supposed to be Dave talking about all that stuff. And it was clearly sort of insert boss here and and talk about it is because it was a very, it seemed to me like a very different Baz. Um An interesting comment that he made, and this goes back to, this is, gonna, this is gonna bring up controversy, but it's gonna go back to the whole rope situation at Syndicate. Um, remember when I made the comment about timing and how important like things start on time and that, yeah. if, you know, like they addressed in the morning about the length of the ropes. And even if they could, you know, cut the ropes, it would have, you know, we wouldn't have started on time and things would have snowballed. And, you know, there's a live stream and all this stuff. Um, Bosman made a comment about starting on time. Like he was very proud of the fact that like the games were going well, but like he was like, yep. And we, and we started on time. And it was just interesting to me that like, that is such a big piece of, if you go to the level one, if you go to level two if you're on seminar staff, like keeping time, those guys have Apple Watches and like time frames for like your lecture ones is 13 at 0.3 minutes long, and then like we huddle back up and do this or that. It, it's just an interesting common theme that I see throughout that was sort of emphasized that I caught on to in From the be- in year. the movie.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a delay in one of the events? Well, well remember
1: when we break. talked when we talked to Dave and it was the clean running workout where they like changed the course last minute and they had like a sign issue and Dave even admitted, he said, we put a lot of pressure on people, you know, to keep a timeline. And he said, I think I probably piled on too much, you know, work for them. And he was referring, uh, Bosman was referring to day one, like out on the water in yeah. terms of like, we started on time and things like that. But it was just, it's, it's a common theme that is, is interesting to, to note
2: and I'm all about being on time. Like I totally appreciate running a tight ship and, and following time, but back to syndicate, uh, not when it comes to athlete safety.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I know cat has to jump off here at the bottom of the hour. Yeah. And so, but we have a big day ahead. So if you have not seen the social media posts in 30 minutes, we will be talking with Amanda Barnhart. Um, five time CrossFit games athlete who has is coming off three consecutive top 10 finishes. Um, We have been efforting her for two years and (laughs) we now have her uh, this afternoon at one o'clock Eastern time. And then tonight at nine o'clock before you go to bed, when you just need something to to listen to as you're winding down, uh, Ariel Lowen and her husband, Dylan will be on with us talking about winning the last chance qualifier And keeping the fairy tale alive for another year, um, being a two-time CrossFit Games champion. Not champion, athlete. Um, But yeah, so check those out today. And with that, we will see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.
2: Bye!